Well, good evening. I hope you can see me, because I can't see much of you. Uh, but a very warm welcome to our candle service, uh, candlelight carol service. It's good to have you here. It's good to have so many with us, uh, whether it's the first time uh, you've come or whether you've been here many, many times before. It's really good to have you. Uh, last year, I had to stand up here and I said, welcome to our carol service, but I'm afraid we can't sing. And that was a shame. Uh, but this year we can. And we're looking forward to singing carols and to celebrating the birth of Jesus. Just to give you uh, a bit of a run through of what to expect this evening. Uh, we've got some carols, obviously. Uh, we've got some readings. Uh, we've got a prayer. And our pastor, John, is sharing a Christmas message uh, for about 15 minutes or so. So we're looking forward to that. Just a quick note at the beginning uh, for those of us in the building about uh, singing and masks. Uh, if you're in the, the front half of the building or up in the gallery uh, and you'd like to remove your mask when singing, then please feel free uh, to do so. Also, just to say that we won't have anyone introducing the carols, uh, so when the music starts, please uh, do stand. Well, to start us off... Uh, with our carol service this evening, we're going to have our first reading. Our first reading this evening is from the prophecy of Isaiah. This is a prophecy about the Lord Jesus Christ, made over 700 years before he was born. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2, 6, and 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end on the throne of David over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it. Praise be to God.
Jesus Christ. This is Matthew 1, verse 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which she is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And Joseph woke from sleep. He did just as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus.
Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come tonight with grateful hearts. Uh, Lord, we are looking forward to Christmas. And for many of us, Lord, it is a time of blessing. Uh, Lord, there is so much to be thankful for. And we thank you for that. But Lord, we do pray for those who find Christmas a difficult time. Those who find it a struggle uh, for a variety of reasons. Lord, we thank you that the message of Christmas gives hope in even the darkest of situations. Lord, we thank you that uh, Christmas is about so much more than presents and family time and parties. Lord, even though we enjoy those things, Lord, we thank you that there's so much more to it. Lord, we praise you for that. Lord, we know that Christmas is a very busy time for many people. And Lord, maybe many people here tonight are feeling tired, maybe even exhausted. Uh, Maybe many of us need a mental break. Maybe some of us are very stressed at the moment. Lord, I pray uh, that that Christmas in all its busyness, uh, for some of us, Lord, I pray, uh, Lord, that as we reflect on the hope of Christmas, uh, Lord, that it would do us good. Lord, that it would refresh us and revive us. And Lord, I bring before you those who uh, give up their Christmases to serve and to bless others. Maybe people in the NHS or care homes. uh, Or people who help in homeless shelters or soup kitchens. Or maybe just those who look out for a lonely friend because no one else will look out for them. Lord, we thank you for the love in people's hearts, for all the people that give so much at Christmas time. Lord, we thank you for them. And Lord, it points us to you. Lord, your love which overflows to us. Lord, there is so much of it. It abounds, it overflows to us. And it can then uh, overflow to others. Lord, we thank you for your love. Lord, we thank you that uh, Jesus didn't just give us a gift, but Lord, he became the gift. He gave his very life for us. Lord, even at his birth, Lord, we think about why he came and we celebrate his life and even his death. Lord, we thank you as we've just sung that he is our Prince of Peace. And uh, Lord, we uh, look at the world today. And there doesn't seem to be much peace so often. But Lord, I thank you that he is, uh, it gives us peace, not just between humans, but between us and you. And Lord, I thank you that Jesus uh, died. He shed his blood so that all our guilt and that all our wrongdoing could be washed away. And that he could bring us peace with you. And Lord, all we have to do is trust in Jesus. All we have to do is believe in you. And Lord, we can know peace with you. Lord, it is a wonderful blessing. And I pray that every one of us may know that here this evening. Lord, we remember the Christmas story where it says, He shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Christmas. We thank you that we can celebrate it uh, this evening. Lord, we thank you for the blessings. We thank you for the fun. We thank you for carol services. We thank you for lights. Lord, all these things. But most of all now, Lord, we thank you that Jesus is the light of the world. And that he came down into this world and it was so dark. And he gives hope and life to all who follow him. So Lord, we thank you again for Christmas, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
The good news is told to the shepherds. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. men come from the east in search of the king Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 to 12 now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod the king behold wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying where is he who is being born king of the Jews for we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him, and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. 
for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Christmas time is a time of journeys for many. A bit subdued last year, Christmas journeys, of course, unless you wanted to travel to a a castle near Durham to have your eyesight tested. 
most uh, years. Uh, it is a time of a lot of travelling, and we hope it will be this year. Perhaps uh, you're expecting to travel, perhaps you've got visitors coming, uh, journeys are afoot. Well, there's quite a, a lot of travelling in the original Christmas accounts. And this evening we're going to be thinking of one of the most epic of those journeys. We're going to be thinking of the wise men. Now we know a lot about it, don't we? Because we've seen the nativity plays and we've seen the Christmas cards. But we actually get uh, the account of what actually happened in Matthew chapter 2 of the Bible as we've just had read to us. And I just want to say that uh, I do believe that this is real history. I heard uh, of somebody this last week who came out of a a carol service and he said to the vicar, a great talk vicar, but I don't believe a word of it. Well, perhaps that's how you feel as you come this evening, as you watch this evening. Well, I've been convinced for many years that the gospel accounts of Jesus are real history. And I can point you to things in support of that if you're interested. But as well as being real history, what we're looking at this evening is also a picture of people's journeys to Jesus. And we're going to look at it in five stages. So we're going to think first of this, miles away, miles away. So these men, we read in verse 1, came from the east. They came from the east. Now that doesn't mean a little journey westwards from sort of Rotherfield or Mark Cross. They were hundreds of miles away, probably in the area of Iraq or Iran. In some ways these men were outsiders. They were a long way from the action. Uh, They were weeks away from the religious hub of Jerusalem. Uh, There was a lot they didn't know, there's a lot they hadn't seen. Uh, They weren't mixing with the religious people, outsiders, miles away. And Matthew's report that we have here makes clear that Jesus came to impact people from all over the globe, some of whom had little or no religious background. That's very clear from the end of his book and it's very clear here at the start of his book as he gives this account of the birth of Jesus. It's of people who were a long way off who become interested. And uh, you might be here this evening, you might be watching and uh, you think you're a long way off from God. You don't know much, you feel. You've just had a sort of Christmas dose of Jesus over the years. You hadn't wanted much to do with the church that you heard of before and all this stuff about the Bible just seems to go over your head. Well, don't worry. You're not a write-off. Jesus came to impact people from all sorts of backgrounds. This account shows us that. They came from miles away And where you are now isn't necessarily the end of the story. It may not be where you end up. First stage, miles away. Second stage, active searching. Active searching. Now, there's a lot these men didn't know. But they knew some things. Um, Some Bible characters in the past had ended up in the East, so there was probably some information swirling about which came to their ears. Information of an expected king, an expected leader, a rescuer, somewhere in the area of Israel. Uh, One person from the East centuries earlier had been told that a star shall come out of Jacob, And a scepter, a kingly thing, a scepter shall rise out of Israel. 
Another man who brushed with the east was a person called Daniel and he wrote prophecies that talked about a great king coming who was called the Son of Man. And maybe these wise men were mulling over some of these things that they had come across. These wise men, these magi were were thinkers, they were they were researchers. They loved the stars and an unusual star had cropped up which pointed them westwards to Israel. They put two and two together and they thought that a great leader must be on his way. Well, it wasn't enough for them just to muse over that in the area of Babylon to sort of scribble with their Persian pencils, their thoughts. They wanted to find out for themselves. So they get ready for the journey. They pack some luggage, including three specific items that we find out about later on. Maybe they hire some camels if the Christmas cards are correct. They left what they were doing. They say some goodbyes temporarily to their family and to their communities. They went. They travelled a long way. They get near. They ask some questions. They're searching. It tells us at the end of verse 1, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews, for we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Well, maybe, although there's a lot you don't know, maybe you find that some of the stuff that you do know and things are bubbling in your mind. Perhaps you can't stop being amazed at... uh, the world around and the very fact of life and our bodies and how they work. Perhaps you've got a a bit of a nagging conscience. Maybe there's bits of the Bible that you have heard in the past which are, are buzzing around in your mind. Maybe it's the the lifestyle or the outlook of a Christian you know which is made you think Well, I would encourage you, if I may, not to let that rest. Do do act on it. Do ask. Do do search. Be like these wise men. Be active. Speak to a Christian you know. We're hoping in the new year to run a brief Hope Explored course. It's just three sessions, a DVD shown each time, a bit of a chat afterwards. Let us know if you're interested in that. By all means, come to any of our services. I would encourage you to be active in your searching. Well, and then thirdly, we come to a particularly interesting bit. I've called it the muddly middle. The muddly middle. Now, in their searching, things get a bit confusing. Um, I think they seem to have some wrong expectations. They assume that Jerusalem is going to be the place. Uh, You can understand that assumption. And perhaps it's driven by an expectation that it's bound to be grandiose and prestigious. So it must be Jerusalem and there must be a palace involved in this birth. Sometimes we... We have expectations which lead us in the wrong direction. There could be different ones. I think one of those could be almost in our minds imagining that that God is a, a sort of genie who should come our way whenever we have a need or a whim or desire. And when that doesn't happen, as we wish, we get confused and muddled. Expectations. They had... Mixed help from, if you like, the the bigwigs in Jerusalem. They're able to help to a point and to point them in the right direction, but they don't seem personally bothered by what's happening, these religious experts. And then there was, if you like, the current king of the Jews, as he's called, Herod, who pretends interest, but proves to be a a vicious murderer who slaughters so many baby boys in the district of Bethlehem. 
Well, maybe in your search you have to say, I've had limited help from religious people. You look back at the period of church when you were younger, and to be honest, you found it boring and irrelevant, and it lacked authenticity. Or some of the religious people you know seem to be so unenthusiastic, you think, surely it can't be true. Or maybe you've been badly let down by somebody in authority who claims some religious affiliation who's proved out to be a desperately wicked man or woman. The muddly middle here. What most helped them in this muddly time? What was the best thing at Jerusalem for them? Well, the best thing the advisors did at Jerusalem was consult their Bibles. In one of the prophets, Micah was the name of the prophet, it did say about the coming of a king and it gave the location of where that king would come from. The Messiah would come from Bethlehem. We read it in verses 5 and 6. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Well, in the, in the confusion of your search, may I suggest that the thing that perhaps will help you most is by getting direction from the Bible. It claims to be God's word. That's what we believe here about the Bible. Why not dip into the Bible? Why not perhaps start at the book of Matthew, the account we're looking at this evening? Uh, Read over it, perhaps chat with somebody else over it, over a coffee or a drink, or maybe even come or watch one of our services or another service at another gospel church. Well, I hope you get through that muddly middle of a period. Uh, And they did as we move to the next stage on their journey, which is destination reached. So, having received some Bible direction through these people at Jerusalem, they're on their way from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. Well, I looked on the internet to find out what the the distance was from Jerusalem. How long, how far have they got to go? How long would it take? It's not always helpful, is it, when you look on the internet? I came across this one. If you travel with an airplane, which has an average speed of 560 miles per hour between Jerusalem and Bethlehem, it takes 0.01 hours to arrive. Another, more helpfully said, is about a half a day's walk, five to six miles. Well, I don't know how many there were. We often think there may have been three wise men. It's not definite in the passage. But what is clear is that this group went alone on that journey from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. The religious people stayed put. That was sad, wasn't it? That was pretty bad. The religious experts stay put in Jerusalem. The birth of the greatest leader, the the rescuer, the Messiah, was going to be five or six miles south of them. It was going to be the equivalent for us of Hadlow Down or Buxted as the crow flies. And they didn't want to go. So the wise men go alone. Sometimes, in our quest to find truth, and life through Jesus, we find that it leaves others behind somewhat. They don't go with us on that journey. It's difficult, it troubles us. We, we miss their companionship, we, we miss their support. But out of a conviction of the importance of truth, it is good for us to push on like the wise men pushed on. Or somehow the star is guiding them again. Maybe it's moved uh, south ahead of them. Um, Maybe they just lost sight of it at Jerusalem when they sort of had the thoughts of the palace and the temple. 
But whatever, it now clearly stops above the house where Jesus was. We have an old sat-nav in our car. If you put the sound on, when you get there, there's a lady's voice that says, you have arrived at your destination. Or if you put the Australian voice on, it says, you have reached your destination. Roll up your windows, grab your sunnies, don't let the seagulls steal your chips. Well, they had arrived at their destination. There was no sun, there were no seagulls, but they had reached their destination. Their quest was ended. Their search for an answer, uh, their search for the key towards their conundrums, their search for the leader ended. Their search ended with Jesus. And maybe we are on a quest for, for meaning, for truth, for freedom, for forgiveness, for being right with God. Well, I'd like to tell you that, that your search will end with Jesus when you properly understand who Jesus is, why he came, and when that is personally meaningful to you, your search will end. There's a car sticker I come across which says this, Christ is the answer. Read John's Gospel to find out why. Well, that's not the end of the account. They got there, but there was one more thing as part of their stage. Let's finish with this. Happy worship. For these men, uh, finding Jesus, it was a source of tremendous happiness, of joy. We read in verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. There was a deep happiness bubbling up inside. They're, they're, they're leaving, they're, they're travelling, they're searching, their confusion had been worth it. They discovered Jesus and there was a deep happiness. And many have found that their own experience. Circumstances vary, personalities vary, but there is a huge happiness in becoming a true Christian, in, in turning to Jesus from living from ourselves, in trusting in Jesus as the rescuer who died on the cross. There's a joy in understanding, there's a joy in forgiveness, there's a joy in guilt being washed away, there is a joy in certainty, there is a joy in security in the future, there is a joy in being right with God. There is a deep happiness. So we sing, joyful, all you nations rise. Join the triumph of the skies. Or we sing, O come, all you faithful, joyful and triumphant. This joy, happy, was linked with worship. What did Mary and Joseph make of it when these Persian men, honourable folk, were bowed down worshipping this baby? When they emptied some of their luggage and give these gifts of honour to a youngster. Maybe you would find it difficult to worship a baby, to present your life before a baby as a, an act of service and worship. Well, you don't have to. The baby grew up. The baby taught wisely. The person healed compassionately. The person lived perfectly. The person died lovingly. The person rose victoriously. The person ascended majestically. We know more of Jesus than they did. And when we think it through, surely the right response is one of happy worship. That's the right end to our journey. And I hope you will get there too. Thank you for listening.
Please be seated. Well, just a few announcements. Uh, We're very nearly at the end of our service. Uh, But if you'd like to, please do stay for refreshments. We'd love you to stay and uh, chat. Uh, Refreshments will be brought round. They'll be brought round in here. They'll also be brought round uh, in the hall through there. Um, So just encourage you to spread out. We've got quite a big building here. Uh, So make use of the space. And uh, if the evening's still nice, then some of you may uh, like to go outside as well. But do, if you'd like to, do stay for uh, refreshments that will be served. If you have any uh, questions, maybe you've got some questions after this evening, uh, John or myself uh, will be around, or there might be someone else you want to speak to, maybe someone you came with, but do feel free to ask questions, come and find us. Um, and also just to remind you of the Hope Explored, if you want to come along in a friendly setting and just chat about some of these things, uh, get in touch with us and ask, and it's a good opportunity just to, uh, just to chat about uh, these things. And then finally, uh, just some other services, two more services to tell you about. Uh, so next Sunday morning at 10.30, we have a Christmas family service here. Uh, it's a family service, so there will be parts of it that are a bit more geared towards children. Uh, so that may interest you. Uh, but it's also for the adults as well. Uh, so it is for everyone. So if you'd like to come along to that, again, you are very welcome. We'd love to see you. And then the big one, Christmas Day at 10.30. So if on Christmas Day you'd like to come and join us as we celebrate Christmas, do come along. be great to see a good number here. So thank you for coming this evening. It's been good to see so many. And uh, I'm just going to pray just to finish our meeting. Lord God, we thank you for Christmas. Uh, Lord, we thank you for Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for the wise men that we've heard about this evening. And Lord, they searched and they found that it ended with happy worship. And Lord, I thank you that even though we live thousands of years after Jesus, Lord, that we can still go on that same journey. And Lord, you are worthy of worship, and we thank you for that. Lord, I pray that you bless us now, Lord, as we enjoy refreshments and go our different ways. Lord, I pray that you keep us safe. And Lord, we thank you that you are good. Be with us each, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.